Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us on social media at Fused Marriages or email us info at fusedmarriages.com. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, y'all consider hitting that like button if you're liking the content. Or if you're not like it, maybe dislike it for all we know. You know what I mean? You may not be like, oh, no, no I, not. I don't agree. Well, huh? Yeah, you could say that in the comments. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, hey. I don't know if there is a, a dislike. Hey, I don't. Yeah, I don't, there is. There's a thumbs down. Don't th- thumbs down it. It's, I mean, hey, everybody got free will, right? But hey, you consider that, you know, subscribe, you know, this kind of shows a little love. Right. If, if, if you if you like in the content, yeah. want to be notified of when we're coming out with new videos. So we're just trying to really trying to help, trying to engage people in a, in a unique way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Relationships and give different perspectives and ideas of really how to maybe, you know, a different lens. Maybe that's maybe that's the best way of putting it, a different lens different lens and spark conversation. Hopefully yeah. we're talking about things that matter to you. Um, if there's something that you want us to talk about that we haven't thus far, send us an email info at fused marriages.com yeah, um, so that we can, we can have some discussions about that. And we would love receiving your feedback. Um, and we want to consistently and continually improve as well. So if there's something that you might think that we should consider, let us know. All right. All right. So, so, so let's jump into this one. Hey, yeah. for this topic here, it really is. It sparked a song in my head. And really, this, I don't know if the song sparked the idea or the idea sparked the song. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out which one happened first. Okay. But the song is, it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? That was mystical right there. Yeah. Hey, but like, I mean, so <laughs> I love that song actually back in, I think that was 97. I like mystical. 97. I was Silk, Silk the Shocker and Mystical. No limit family. Yes. Yeah, they go back. Yeah. They go back. Yeah. But uh, I mean, no. Uh, the the idea of, of the topic is, you know what? It's not you. It's your past. So I'm giving everybody a free out of okay. saying it's not you. It's your past. Okay. And and you know, a lot of times we want to like you know lay blame on everything around us. It's that and the other, and we gonna like actually dig into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of figuring it out, like it's really not you. So it it is it, not your fault if you got something going on that you can't quite figure out. It just may not be your fault. Whose fault is it? We gonna dig into that. We gonna who fault that is? Okay, I'm but gonna... huh? I said she ready. She ready. He <laughs> said, but like the idea of like trying to like discover you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta look back. Mm. Right. That's a little hint. That's a little hint right there. Yeah, I don't even think that's a sometimes, all the time. Is that, is, is that, I mean, a lot of people don't do that, though. They think, they're think they thinking, okay, you know what, what happened, you know, yesterday or last week or last month or last year yeah. is really what how they got to where they got to yeah, or why they do what they do. I think that's unfortunate. You think it's unfortunate? Yeah, I think, it, I think mm-hmm. who you are is a culmination not only of your um, perspective and potentially even your own mm-hmm. um, doings, but it's something that's, you know, kind of a quantified history that's yeah. now in now in this moment. So it's generation from generation. It's the influences of teachers and schools and negative and positive experiences yeah. of parents, of the things that you ate, the things that you heard, the things that you saw, the places that you visited. Mm-hmm. So I don't I think it's important 
not just to consider the today or even the tomorrow, but to consider the yesteryear, to consider the generations prior. Did, were you exposed to your grandparents um, or not? Were you raised in the foster care system or not? Mm-hmm. Did you have people that were 60 and over in your life when you were in single digits or did you only have 20 somethings? I think that that all of that plays a part into who you are. And even if you didn't experience them because it affected your parents, did they have their parents in their lives? What were they exposed to? Mm-hmm. Did they live in the city or in a farm? You know, those kinds of things I think are handed down generationally. So I do think it's, it's a tragedy if you only fococus on yeah. your here and now. No, a hundred percent agree. Um, I was doing a little research on, on, on a few articles mm-hmm. um, regarding just, just DNA, right? Um, talking about genetics. And, oh, I like this kind of conversation. And everything. Yeah, we're going to bring some science into a little bit. You know what I mean? Also, my, we're going to bring my, some... I'm like kind of geeking out like all my nerd is. Come on now. Yes, I love Practicality. This. We're going to bring some spirituality. We're going to bring it all to the all table. Of it, all of hey, because you know what? You need all of it to understand it. Mm-hmm. If I take just the practicality part of it, I miss the, the historical part of it. I take the historical part of it and the, and the practical part of it, I miss the spiritual part of it. Like you literally need, to me, you need all of it mm-hmm in order to come to some kind of understanding yeah. at least it's the holistic. best understanding it's yeah. holistic yeah, it's yeah, needed yeah. I, and I think that's the tragedy and even um, walks of faith when right. you only do right. it's only this like right. Right. how right. do you apply like and I see it a lot um, in, in Christianity in particular mm-hmm. because that's what I um, practice but I see a lot of ignoring history or ignoring philosophy yeah, or can't. ignoring how this applies to somebody's life or right. a, or ignoring like the the socioeconomic dynamics because this is all that there is and I just right. I just struggle with um with how that lands on us and then we're unable to kind of attain this well-being right, because right, there, right. there's no balance you can't yeah you got to do that I mean the article talks about like DNA right and like how DNA is definitely passed down from generation to generation yeah, epigenetics yeah, that, that, well, that's a different piece of it, actually, okay. of, how, of, of, of how that works. But, like, they're talking about just the DNA part of it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? You can go back far as, like, your great-great-grandparents. Okay. And, like, they're always expressed, mm-hmm. right, the genetic parts of it. And it then, you basically, the Y chromosomes mm-hmm. are basically then can be almost morphed and kind of depend on what's been happening in that, in that person's life. It each and I, this is chart I'm going to show. Hopefully, we'll show it during 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 the uh, transaction. If you go, if you listen into the podcast, go to the YouTube. You'll see the chart that's on the screen right now. But literally talks how like one person passes down to the next, to the next, to the next, and it gets less and less for the DNA aspect mm-hmm. of it. But it definitely gets passed down. Yeah. And then there's is also part of this article that talks about like you know what only certain things that mothers pass down, mm. right? So, and I say only thing. So like that thing could be whatever that, you know, your mother had a little twitch in the shoulder, you know what I'm saying? I was sitting there at a granddaughter. I mean, like, it's just like stuff gets, gets passed down mm-hmm. and it, it, it just, it happens. The idea that happening is like, okay, so if, if DNA can get passed down, I got to understand what happened to my parents, mm. to my parents, parents, to my parents, 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 and to their parents. Wow. That's the ultimate goal of that. Wow. And I think um, some people are at disadvantage. Some groups mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. um, are at a disadvantage that may not have um, kind of that direct lineage to know exactly yeah. who and what. And we talk about this a lot um, when we talk about um, in black history mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. far we can or cannot go back. And it's 
a lot of us can't go back very far. And some people are very fortunate to be able to have those kinds of direct lines. I know in my husband's family, his dad collected um, all of this um, genealogy, all of these. So he has names and locations and stories. And I think that that's incredible. Um, And that's something that I want and am in the process of doing is trying to collect those stories because they inform me, they inform so that I can inform my children so that I can better inform my husband so that I can be better informed of myself where I get these, these kinds of things, the, the look that I have, like I, I, even when I look at both of my parents and I know this is something really minuscule and you might might not be able to tell from YouTube, I have light eyes. They're not as light as my husband's, but I have light eyes. Neither of my parents have light eyes. Um, when I look at, you know, my grandparents, neither of them, you know, on either side had light eyes. So I'm like, man, where did, where did that come from? Um, where did my, my, the way that I do things, how I process things, where did I come from? And the idea that that could be something that's been passed down through my bloodline is so interesting and so intriguing and sidebar. That's why it's really important for you, you, me, us to go and talk to, um, those that are older listen to their stories, um, listen to what, what they dealt with, what the funny things, the, the challenging things, just so you know, just because it's something that informs you about you. Yep. No, a hundred percent. I just, I'm gonna read this article. This is from Stanford, right? So just at least a brief snippet of it, just to kind of get your thoughts on as well. It says, uh, every generation, each parent passes half of their chromosomes to their child. Mm -hmm. If nothing happens to the chromosome between generations, then there would be one in eight chance that they would have no DNA from a great, great, great grandparent. What most people forget, though, is that our chromosomes get mixed and matched before they get passed on. Right. So it's like so I guess how I, I'm, I'm trans, you know, trying to understand that is like, OK, so something's getting passed on. Mm-hmm. And at least as if nothing happens, there's a one in eight chance. Right. As far as that, that, that DNA getting passed on. But your DNA and your your ancestors' DNA, it does get mixed. So you do you're still your own person. Sure. But you are carrying on something from past generations, mm-hmm. right? Going back to the great great grandparents. And mm-hmm. I think I mean if if Stanford is kind of like you know I, I people trust their research and and what they're doing, I believe that you know what this is something valid we got to kind of look at and take into account for. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting perspective because I think that we don't necessarily think about it in the science of the thing. We think about it in terms of like, oh, well, my mom, she she made this and she handed down a recipe Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, my dad taught me how to do that. We don't think about that in terms of handing down. And and I in 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 this in the context of this conversation, sometimes we I mean, I think most of the time and even. For me, my mind will generally go to some some like handed down trauma generationally, right. yep. as opposed to just some basic traits. How how I organize things, how yep. I like things to be. 100%. Like I've heard so many times, that's the way your big mama used to do it. Yeah, or, you know, you know, you didn't know this, but you remind me of your aunt such and such. Yeah, um, and you just don't consider. Absolutely, hey, there's something to that. There's something more to that. Right. Right, right, hundred percent. I think there's something too, and I think I want to jump into the conversation with you know you talked about epigenetics, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the BBC came out with an article um, talking about something like that, right? And it's basically we're going down the aspect of based on looking at civil war, basically people have been in a civil war and kind of had that trauma, mm-hmm. right? And really how that trauma affected not just them but their kids, 
Yeah. Right. And it's like a real critical part. And I'll kind of read just a brief, brief, brief paragraph of it. it says for those who survived talking about the Civil War, the heroin experience of Mark many for them for life. They returned to society with impaired health, with worse job prospects and shorter life expectancy. But those impacts and hardship also affected their experiences with their kids. Whoa, whoa, you, you said that real fast. Yeah. yeah, real fast. So so slow it down for me a little bit. So you're saying that according to this, um, that this impacted not just. Like their ability to work, but how yeah. they related to their children. How they to the children, really, it affected their children. Just to kind of just read this a little bit more, it says it had an effect on, on the prisoners' children. So they basically were in prison in this mm-hmm. case. And grandchildren, which appeared to be passed down down the male line of the family. So the males, in this case, the ones that were in war, sure. ended up affecting the children and their grandchildren. The idea of that really epigenetics, the trauma that that, that those gentlemen had, had experienced. Wow. Wow, I think that that's such a such a profound um, understanding. If we really mm. get how closely linked, like you said, we are our own person, yeah. but the science of it is pretty incredible. It is um, that it this really, really can is. be literally stitched into our chromosomes. So, so let me ask you mm. then: How do we? address this i know we're going to take a, a quick break in a second but how yeah. do we address this actually let me ask you that on the other side of the break is that okay that works for, it works for okay. me let's do so it so we're going to jump into the other half of this conversation is now that we know that there's potentially or not even potentially really in according to science that there are things that have been handed down generation to generation sure. what do we do with it and how does it affect how we relate to one another because if it's not me it's my past What do I do about that? Especially if I had nothing to do with my past. So we are going to talk about that. We want to hear from you. If you have ever read any of these studies, if you see something in your husband that you saw in his, you know, great uncle, let us know, because this is just, I'm totally geeked out, totally nerding over this. This is awesome to me. So we're going to take a break and we're going to jump right back into this conversation. Let's do it. Hey, y'all, we just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, So if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe, follow us on all social media. And oh, we have this thing that we want you to check out fusedradio.com. There are other broadcasters that you will hear from. You're really going to love it. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You all are so wonderful. Um, And we look forward to connecting with you more in the future. Welcome back. Welcome back. So today we are talking about it is not you, it's your past and how that affects who we are are. and ain't my fault. Did I do that? So um, make sure that you check out the first half of this show. Um, Again, like, comment, subscribe. We want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts, especially as we're talking about how Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. past affects who we are and not just our past, but that of our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents. We are discussing how that is handed down through our bloodline um and then what do we do with that so that's where we arrive in this moment what do we do we say okay there are certain things that are just handed down through our mothers there are certain things that come from our fathers and we've been able to cite a couple sources here but now that we know that now what so yeah i think i think i think the the key i think you brought up in in the first segment is like you know what you got to be aware as much as possible right sure and saying okay okay how my parents you know what i mean what what issues did they have and that's like a that's a sensitive topic Hey, dad, you know what? What'd you struggle with as a young man? Yeah. You know what I mean? What did your dad struggle with? Sometimes they may not know that piece, but like, you know, what did you hear about? Mm-hmm. You know what, man? You know, he was an alcoholic, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he was a womanizer, man. He was a rolling stone. He's big mm-hmm. pimping. You know what I mean? Like, 
you got to understand that because that stuff, you know, from what we understand from research, is passed down. Yeah. Okay, let's say it missed you. Cool, no problem, right? My daddy missed me, but you got a kid, you got a son. You don't know, you know what I mean? Maybe your daddy was like, you know what? He just worked, he worked, 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 but to a detriment, right? Mm -hmm. And I would look like, oh, you know what? He just like, you know what? I'm just cool. I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, making it happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In the 20s, when the Great Depression happened, they were like, you know, it's all good. Some people. We ain't got to do nothing. Huh? Not everybody. What's that? It was like it was all good. No, no, no. But if, if you had, if you had a great great grandfather oh, okay. that had, that had the had mentality, that mentality of okay. like, no, you know what? It's gonna be okay. Don't worry about it. We ain't gotta work for nothing. We gotta stress this that, and the other. Everything was kind of low easy. Mm. And then like all of a sudden, now, you know, man, he shows like he laid back when you know and stuff like to be be amped up a little bit, mm -hmm. or vice versa, be amped up, need to be chilled out, whatever the case may be. Of like trying to like un try to understand it as much as possible. Yeah. And we are at a disadvantage, we being African-American in particular, because we got, you know, our stuff got stripped from us. Mm -hmm. Right. Of who we are, our, our history, our this, every, you know what I mean? We kind of lost a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But we do have at least some uncles, some aunts that can give us a little bit of color. You know what I mean? That couldn't help. That'd be my thoughts on it. What you thinking? Yeah, I think that's I think it's such a deep conversation because we don't yeah. really process how much of us mm -hmm. came down through our parents and having those conversations. Yeah. Some of our parents are not particularly willing right. to have conversations about what they struggled with. Um, and I think that that's kind of a sad truth, but it also makes me reflect on me like, okay, what, what would my daughter ask me about that? I might be a little kind of sheepish about mm -hmm. wanting to mm -hmm. discuss. Um, but like you said, there are some things that might've skipped us. And I, and you said it in terms of, like you said, like, alcoholism like there's a lot of people that would say um well i saw that in my parents i'm not going to be that way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but you also it's have good. to recognize that there's something there that there's some string of possibility and that goes for like did your aunt have a temper and cuss everybody out you know or mm -hmm. your you know your mom uh was was your dad super controlling because i don't know that we think about it in terms we of don't. habits or we behavior we might think I about didn't. it I didn't until we, we really kind of dove into this. But you like even in the beginning, I was talking about, you know, my my eyes being light. Where did that come from? But it also might be like how um, direct I might talk yeah. when I'm upset. Where did that come from? You know, like it might also be with how I view, um, you know, spending versus saving versus investing. There yeah. are things not only that I saw, but things that were almost innate, things that were natural to me. Um, it's funny because Michael will say sometimes when I'm with my family, because all of us are very different and like it's it's kind of almost strange that we're all so different. My siblings and I and my parents. Um, but Michael would say, like, you don't do that. Like, where, where did you get this from? Because mm -hmm. your, your mom doesn't do that. Your sister doesn't do that. Your brothers, sure. you know, nobody does that. Where did you get that from? And I couldn't tell you. But my, they'll tell me all the time, Tristan, you've always been like that. Right. You've always. And I'm like, huh. And so when I right. when I think about this, I wonder. So it might be interesting experiment for you and for us to think about the things that are very different than what we witnessed or what we grew up in and consider the possibility that that could be something like part of the mystery, yeah. you know, part of that, that the puzzle pieces as we put together our own history and um, how we, how we look at ourselves. Um, so we're, we're talking about that. One of the things that we, we were um, kind of um, discussing is, okay, 
now how do we how do we bring this into the context of our relationship if it's not me it's my past it's something that my mother dealt with she was scared all the time and mm -hmm. now i'm a worrier where did what do i do now yeah i mean i i, I think i mean the awareness is key right and i i got to i piggyback off of Ian levin's and it's like you know what self-awareness is the biggest thing you can ever do you know gift you can give to yourself mm -hmm. and like just being aware of your of the things that you who you are right what you've experienced, what you're about, and where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. So just taking that into account of saying, okay, I'm living on purpose, right? I'm living on purpose to say to be better. Mm -hmm. that, that'd, be, that'd be my thoughts of basically trying to figure that out, right? Of saying, okay, just living on purpose and idea of like saying, okay, I'm going to try to do something different than what I did yesterday if it's hindering where I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I process. <laughs> it's funny because um, those of you that are watching us on YouTube, you kind of see my face. Like I'm, I always kind of am looking around, thinking, processing, trying to see like, okay, how does that impact me? Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if I'm aware of myself um, and I know these things about my past, then it also helps me in terms of how I relate to my husband. Cause we were talking mm -hmm. about in the context of relationship, it also helps me on how I relate to my children. Cause there might be something that I see in her and be like, Hmm. My mom does that or my grandmother yeah, did that, yep. you know, okay. That's where, that's where that comes from. Okay. And it helps me understand her better. It helps me um, relate to her and it helps me share some things with my husband. And again, marriage is really one of the fundamental principles that I believe is just intimacy and intimacy. As we've talked about before is not just sex, you know, like it's just such a misnomer. Everybody thinks like, oh, intimate equals sex. It doesn't. Um, but we're looking at each other's mind. We're exploring these things with each other, individually sharing. So if I'm able to say, okay, Tristan, who are you really? And then I'm able to share that with my spouse, who I am really. That's going to help him relate to me better. That's going to help me relate to him better. That's going to help us be better people, better mm -hmm. parents, better mm -hmm. friends. Because some of the stuff... I got to deal with my stuff. Let me say that. I got to deal with Tristan and the things that Tristan experienced and the things that she did and the things that she thinks. But I also got to recognize, have to recognize that some of Tristan is coming from a long line, you know, so a true. long line. And then I can say, you know what? Huh? Like, I, I, I see me. Isn't that like a beautiful thing to be able to say, I see me. Yeah. And then to be able to share me. Right now, there's like a big kind of, social not even social like internal consciousness movement and everybody's kind of trying to find some parts of themselves that they've been missing right. and i think that when um i think it's important to do um i think it's important to do well and i think it's important to do long term mm -hmm. um and so when i say that i mean i think it's important for us to search out to these things in ourselves for real not just because it's like trendy but really to say to take your journal to write that down what am I thinking about? Why am I thinking about this? What habits do I like that I have? What things about me am I not as comfortable with? Where did they come from? When did they start? Or do I even recollect? For example, I've always been an organizer. I love organizing. It's like a, I, I mean, truly, I just really like it. I really like things in a certain way. Now, there's the negative side of that where I can try to like make other people do it my way, <laughs> which I've, mm -hmm. you know, I've done before. Um, Michael's told stories where because I see it in my mind a particular way 
And that's how I say, okay, this is going to be the most efficient way to make this happen. And I can't tell you where that came from. It's not that my mom is disorganized, that my grandmother um, is disorganized, but the, the way in which I see things and the way in which I process, it's almost so much that if it's not in an organized way, I, I am like obsessive about, I can't think, I can't process. It has to be this way. My husband knows, and we've talked about this before, if there's something messy or disorganized, something wrong in my mind, like, okay, Tristan is off because this is not organized and I know my wife. And so that's something that makes me think, I don't know when that started. So is it possible? Is it just possible that I know that about myself, that I can now share that with my husband and that helps inform our relationship? Because when something is out of order, he knows, oh, this is out of order. Tristan, hey, babe, you all right? You know, you want to let's, let's sit down and talk. Are you frustrated? Are you stressed out? Is there, you got too many things on your plate? Do I need to take something off? Do you need to take something off? Those kinds of things help inform our relationships just by recognizing I have this habit. I don't even know when it started or saying, you know what? I had a traumatic event. And ever since that traumatic event, now this is what I do so that now we can go back and say, hold on, let's not pass that down. Let's do our best to go ahead and adjust, to go ahead and address some of this. One of the people I really like listening to is Dr. Caroline Leaf, um, and she talks a lot about the importance of your thoughts, the importance of how you think about things and how that affects how you operate in life. And so this we're discussing is not just, you know, some trivial things, but how is it that you think about things and where did that come from? And now that you know, now how can I relate to my spouse better? Yeah, no, I think, I think you hit on a, on a lot of good points. I want to disagree with at least one of them, just in a, in a, in a, in a, in a minor way of that. Like, you know what you necessarily, you may not be able to stop it from being passed down. Right. right? Cause the trauma, if, if I'm looking at what the article is saying, the trauma that happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. It's in your DNA. It's been expressed. It's any other, and it gets passed down to your kid. Mm-hmm. The only, the best thing that somebody can do is just understand what happened, right? And then try to figure out how can I address it with my kid, or how can my kid best address it if they experience something similar, even without them having to do anything. Okay. And I'm gonna bring in the spiritual approach to it just a little bit because within the Israelites, right, mm-hmm. were wandering around for forty years. All of them didn't necessarily sin the same way. Mm-hmm. But it affected four generations, mm-hmm. right? And like to me, that's an ex- one at least one example of like showing, like saying, "Hey, you know what? Just how it affected from generation to generation, even without any maybe some generation in between, there might have trying to been figuring out the, the positive way. Mm-hmm. But because of what happened before, it just got expressed down through through the line." Yeah. I can agree with with mm-hmm. again a lot of that. I think that my concern would be then what stops us from kind of repressing trauma? What stops us from, you know, just being like, well, it is what it is. It's in the past. It doesn't matter. I think part of that conversation Mm -hmm. has to be looking at it directly in the face and saying, I dealt with this. This happened in my life. Let me sort through that Mm -hmm. so that maybe I can't hand down. I don't, I don't have control of what now is in my DNA, but I do have control on how I, and how I operate and how I relate to things. So because I was abused, I don't become an abuser. That, that is the, I guess, how do my action, how are my actions dictated by this thing that happened and how do I inform myself so that my actions change so that now my Mm -hmm. kid is not only dealing with the generational 
abuse, but she's not dealing or he's not dealing with my hand or my fist punching them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking. You're right. I don't, we can't yeah. particularly change our DNA, but we certainly can change our actions. No, a hundred percent. And I guess, I mean, I, cause I, I think we could talk the holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a few scriptures here and just brief. Uh, so Exodus 34, seven, seven rather. So maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not have, to leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generations. So you can do have a live a perfect life from scripture standpoint. But if your grandfather, great grandfather, great, great grandfather had some issue that didn't, you know what that did again, it didn't get right with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's possible that, you know what? Some of the things we dealing with, it ain't my fault. It's really, it literally is not your fault. Mm-hmm. Right kind of come in reconciliation with God. Hey, you know what? Don't allow that to be passed on. Mm-hmm. But just from biblically, scripturally, it's possible for it to be passed on. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of the sins of the father. Oh man, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think um, we see that a lot in society and maybe don't recognize it as such. Like if your father, um, I mean, there's, there's this piece of this and I always kind of feel the need to say that. So, I, don't, I feel like a pastor. I don't know who this is for, Come but I feel I, I sincerely, um, I know that there are people that are watching that might not have had yeah. um, a parent in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how do I even know? Because mm-hmm. my dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. I was adopted. I was raised in a foster care system um, or whatever. And th- that is, and I want to address it just because it's real. And you might listen to this and feel like, well, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I want you to be encouraged because you can, um, you can look at you. And like I said, take down, get a piece of paper and write down what of, what of these things, where did this come from in terms of what I know? I, this happened after a traumatic event. This happened, you know, because of something that I watched, this happened because of something that, um, I did uh, over here and then look at like, okay, where did things come from that? I have no idea. Why do I think this way? You know what? And, and explore that and say that came from my lineage. And if it's something that you like, keep it. Hey, I really like that. I'm organized. I do. I like that about myself. I like that. I can look at a bunch of stuff and I can sort through and I can organize it. I like that. I don't like how um, short I am when I get upset that I, I'm, I'm really direct and it can be offensive. And so I need to say, okay, this piece I'm going to keep, this piece I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw away. That's not to say that my daughter won't be that way. It's going to help me understand her a little bit better if she is because I'm going to mm-hmm. know, okay, I see that. I see where that came from. Um, but I'm also going to be able to say, hey, I want to model something different. I want to model something different for my daughter or for my community or for my my relationship. Um, so I, I wanted to put that piece out there because I think it's just really yeah, important for us to I recognize like that. I like that. that sometimes you might not be able to to ask the questions of your parents. But if you can, if you can ask your parents or your grandparents, um, aunts or uncles for the stories that's mm-hmm. so big. That's just such a big thing. Any any last thing you you wanted to say before we close out no, the show? No, no. I, I think you. I think that's a great exercise, right? If the, the ones that you know about the issues, okay, cool. Like, you know what? This is where I got this from. I I've experienced a trauma, but the ones you don't, just maybe draw the connection, right? It could be from somewhere else. That's not. That's outside of you. Yeah. So doing that's a good exercise. I like that. Y'all, y'all should do that. 
Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Okay. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this conversation. We want to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts are. So make sure that you connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, visit our website for more content and resources, fusemarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fuse with Tristan and Michael.